Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you this week. We got a very exciting episode. We have a pretty quick coverage of sports because, you know, it's it's got to be pretty quick because some painful things happened this past week. Yep. Kalani extension. That was good. And a fully comprehensive bowl preview. Jared and I are going to go through all 42 bowl games and give you the rundown on each and every one. Now, before we move on to that, we want to give a quick shout out to our social media pages on Instagram and on Twitter. Follow us at at loyal to Royal pod on at loyal to Royal pod, Instagram and Twitter. We are posting a lot of fun content and a lot of interactive content as well. We would really like you guys to vote to see who's going to win each bowl game and to interact with our other content as well. We also have a bowl group. If you are interested in competing with the Loyal, Strong, and True podcast, make sure you join our bowl group. Just head to our Instagram page. It is in our bio. Click that link, join the group, and you are in for some fun. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! Let's back this bowler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go, Wildcat! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're at a waterfall, dude! Oh! 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 Put this spot! Not here! Go, 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 go! 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 Yeah, you know, that wasn't good. Um, Creighton had a seven-footer that just absolutely demolished us the entire time. And unless we can figure out how to create size, I think we're really going to struggle with that down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Probably the most heartwarming part of this game was Caleb Lohner's completely insignificant and meaningless three-pointer. Now, I got a question for you, though. Last time Caleb Lohner hit a three, like his first three of the season last year, he went on a streak of hitting like 13 straight after that. Does Caleb Lohner making a meaningless three in garbage time and swishing it, does that give him enough confidence to go on another streak like that? I would like to think so. However, do I think so? No. Mm. Absolutely not. And he might improve shooting the ball. Like, he might not miss every single one. But he's not going to be a viable threat from the three-point line this year. You know who Caleb Lohner is? Who? You know that kid on your team at, like, the rec center who is, like, cannot score for crap? But he's a hustle player, and he's the guy diving on the ground when nobody else will, just getting a bunch of rebounds, and then has missed all of his shots the entire game, but then somehow banks in the game winner. That's Caleb Lohner. I, that's very apt. That's a, that's a very fair description. Are you saying that he's going to bank in a game winner against Gonzaga? Ooh, Caleb, Caleb Lohner just randomly chucks a half-court shot, banks it in. That's definitely a prop pick in sports books everywhere. Honestly... I saw Caleb Lohner miss a wide-open layup uncontested, so I, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. Incredible rebounder, but man, I don't know. Like, Is it in his head or something? I don't know. The phrase that I've heard thrown around a lot um, about this three-pointer is, a blind mice finds cheese at least once in a while. Mm, so Broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. 
So I guess we'll see. It was a painful day for women's basketball as well that took their first loss to the University of Oklahoma, or I guess Oklahoma University, in overtime. Despite Tegan Graham hitting 10 threes. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot. That's 30 points of threes alone? That is a lot of threes. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, this game was rough. Uh, Oklahoma, like, they are ranked now, I do believe, and... They were receiving votes at the time. So it's a quad one game, yeah. right? It was at Oklahoma. So it's not a terrible loss. It's just rough to see their unbeaten streak come to an end. Speaking of rankings, men's basketball is no longer ranked, but receiving four votes somehow. So shout out to those four guys. Shout out, out to those four voters, whoever you are. <laughs> well, with those two losses, I think it's safe to say this is the point disappointment. December, with women's volleyball losing in Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Women's soccer. Making the national championship was great, but they lost yeah. in penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU gets screwed out of a good bowl game. Uh-huh. Uh, men's basketball now is not very good and lost Gavin Baxter. And women's basketball lost their first game. Yeah, you know, December's been rough for Cougar Nation, but hey, we believe in you guys. Uh, we're getting some good recruiting news. Mm-hmm. Kalani got extended, so not everything about December is disappointing. Let's yeah. talk about Kalani's extension. How huge is that for BYU? I am so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about keeping Kalani and the, you know, the effect that that's going to have on our season and going into the Big Twelve. Blah blah blah. I'm more excited because BYU swallowed their pride and coughed up the cash for Kalani and his staff. Mm-hmm. Now, in the interviews with Kalani and Tom Homo, Kalani made it pretty clear that the driving factor of what he wanted, and he didn't say it explicitly, but everything pointed to this. It was not about him getting paid lots of money, which I'm sure he does now, but it was more about his staff getting the resources to the football program that they need in order to compete at a P5 level. Yeah, he did say, the the first thing he said in in the press conference, in his interview, he explicitly said that the first thing on the table was not him, but his assistants, his staff, and the resources dedicated to the program. BYU is finally realizing, okay, we're joining the Big 12. Yay! Okay, that means we need to invest a whole lot of money in order to be good. We have stability for until 2027. That's something a lot of schools cannot say mm-hmm. around the modern college football landscape. Yeah, seriously, especially with the things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. And we will see later this week with early signing day, the early recording period coming to an end, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. But we'll see the effects of that, namely... To uh, McKenzie's, right? Their last name. Yeah, yeah. That were going to Virginia, but have now decommitted from Virginia and are coming to BYU. One of them had an offer from Oregon as well, and chose BYU over Oregon. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think the overall sentiment is very happy that we get Kalani. Now, at the beginning of the season. I think both of us did say that, why are we extending Kalani? <laughs> kind of, it's not, you know, give him another year to see if this is, time is right. No, the time was definitely right the for The time this. was absolutely right. There was no questioning it. We needed that extension done. All right, so we just wanted to do a quick little housekeeping there so that we could get to our bowl preview. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of fun making this, and we, you know, we know it's going to be a lot of fun doing all this, so we wanted to get to this. Uh, one more time, we want to invite you guys to join our bowl group. Our Capital One Bowl Mania group. The link is in our bio at Loyal to Royal Pod. Join, compete with us, take a fat L at the hands of 
the Royal Strong and True podcast. Yep. And if you just want to search it up on Capital One Bull Mania thing, it is the Royal Strong and True Bull Group. That's yep. the name, Royal Strong and True. Royal Strong and True. All right, Jared, do you want to explain the rules for how we're going to go through all these bulls? Yes. So, we, me and Justin, since there are 42 bulls, and we don't want to take up all of your time, just most of it, yep. we are going to put one minute on the clock for each game. Now, some of these games will be... That is the sound when the minute is up. <laughs> when... Some of these games, we will be cramming to get all of our thoughts in in one minute. And some of these games, it'll be a very long stretch. <laughs> but we are going to go one full minute for each bowl game so that each one gets the equal amount of coverage. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll hear that alarm. And when one minute hits, we have to move on. It doesn't matter where we are in the conversation. Or sentence. We got to go. We're going. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, we will give a fuller BYU-UAB preview in our next episode that's coming out later this week. Absolutely. So let's start out with the Bahamas Bulls, where we got Middle Tennessee taking on Toledo. So, with this game, we're just going to tell you, in our picks, we pick who is actually going to win. On this podcast, we're going to tell you who we think is going to win. It's very different. Yeah, you know, now this this is going to be a tough one. Toledo coming out of the MAC, Maction. Gotta love Maction. Toledo's coming in with a 7-5 and five record. Middle Tennessee's only 6-6. Six and six. I think Toledo's in a stronger conference. I think Toledo can put up some points because you know how Maxion is. They score just Toledo <laughs> randomly scores six billion points a game, so I think they can do it again. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. This is their ninth bowl game. They are currently two and six in Ooh, bowl games. Not, not very good. Mm-hmm. They are 99th in total offense and with 356 yards per game, whereas Toledo is averaging almost 100 yards more than that with over 430 yards per game. And as a 7-5 and team, four of their five losses came by three points or less. So, oh, next game. Oh, Oh, we got to figure out how to stop it. Okay, okay, it's already going. NIU versus Coastal Carolina. We got the Um, Cure Bowl. uh, Cure Bowl, Coastal Carolina. I hate the Chanticleers. What's his name? Chadwell. What's his first name? I'm Jamie. Not, yeah, Jamie Chadwell. That's a girl's name. And his it. gross, dirty mullet can get the heck out of my life forever. I hope Coastal Carolina loses this game by six billion and gets relegated back to Division Two. I would absolutely love that. Um, this game is a great matchup because NIU's the MAC champs. Coastal Carolina very close to being left out of the Sun Belt Championship, and Coastal lost only two games a season by a combined five points. Whereas NIU is the first team to ever go over and then win a conference championship in the very next year. Absolute history. The Huskies are just a beautiful story. I want to see them win. Honestly, with all of my heart, I just want to see the Huskies tear up these dumb birds. I would absolutely love that. Tough matchup to watch. Coastal Carolina likes to run the ball a lot. NIU is fifth in rushing yards. Oh, Jared, got to cut you off. There goes the timer. We're up next. (laughs) Up next, we got the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Mm-hmm. BYU is the reigning champs of this game. We got a very interesting matchup. This is the battle of the runner-ups or runners-up, depending on where you went to college. Mountaineers of App State versus Western Kentucky. You know, this is a very interesting game. Uh, for whatever reason, everyone in Capital Bowl Mania is taking Appalachian State. They think Appalachian State is just this great team that's just incredible. Western Kentucky is awesome. They have an amazing offense. Zappy or Zap, however you want to pronounce his last name, incredible quarterback. 
I think that he can pick apart this fun belt defense. Yeah, and Western Kentucky, they went toe-to-toe with our great friends, the Roadrunners, UTSA in the Conference USA Championship. Whereas App State, they also were kind of in the same type of a game with Louisiana, but Western Kentucky was putting up points left and right. And I trust Western Kentucky's offense more than I trust App State. The only thing I love about App State is they were the first ones to do that dope, like, Uniform reveal video where the guy came out of the pond. Yes. That was absolutely amazing, and I cannot, like, factor that. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Next up, we got the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Now, every year, they do one, like, Division Two FCS. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But it's a matchup between two uh, not FBS teams, and uh, this year, it's Jackson State and South Carolina State. Can we talk about Megatron for a second? Prime has taken a program. Jackson State wasn't terrible before. But they weren't great either. And he's turned it into a team that went 11-1. and one. Jackson State, and if I'm not mistaken, they won their conference. I think they did. I think that's why they're here. Mm-hmm. They, won, they won their conference. The fact that he's taken that team this far is amazing. It's just an incredible story. Yeah, this one is really interesting. Uh, just so that everybody knows, this game is always exciting. This game always has lots of fireworks, always coming into it. My favorite thing is just when Coach Prime says, I'm Prime, or does some weird dance on an Affleck commercial. So those are (laughs) something that you're going to see a lot of times during this game. He's got the blue suit. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, oh. It was mildly quiet that time. Yeah, that was kind of quiet. Going again, we have the New Mexico Bowl. Ooh, the New Mexico Bowl, where we got Fresno State taking on the UTEP Miners. Now let me tell you about this, Jared. On my NCAA 13 team, I have won four national championships in a row with the University of California, Berkeley. Okay. I decided it was too easy for me. I wanted a new challenge. And I got my first G5 coaching job where I'm trying to bring the team back in the prominence. Do you know who that school is? UTEP. UTEP. And I would like UTEP to go and beat these Fresno State Bulldogs. But Hayner is an absolute beast. Though he is transferring. Is he playing? I don't know. That is a good question. If we would have done more research, if it wasn't finals week, we would have the answer for you. However, <laughs> we are very busy right now, so we do not have the answer. Biggest biggest thing is UTEP has a decent defense, kept UTSA to a relatively low number of points, and Fresno State likes to score the ball. Mm, look at that. Oh! Next game, we got the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, where your Brigham Young University Cougars will be taking on the University of Air- University of Alabama, not Arizona, Birmingham Blazers. Okay, now this is an interesting matchup for me because when my guy Shatnug McSqueezer, uh, coach on NCAA 14, when he started, he started at UAB. Mm, interesting. And UAB, they've got a great logo. You have to admit that fire-breathing dragon that's pretty dope. BYU is far and away the better team in this one. <laughs> there is no question BYU should win this one by a million. Yeah, you know, barring opt-outs, I think BYU should really beat up on this team. I really want to see us do the same thing to UAB that we did the UCF last year in the Boca oh, Raton Bowl, yes. where they, dis- they disrespected us, put us with the G5 team. So what did we do? We went and beat UCF by like $6 billion. I hope we run UAB into the ground until they're tiny little lizards and not dragons. Yes. Uh, best news coming out of this bowl game, Tyler Agio has not said he won't oh, play. I oh. guess you'll never... Oh, you kind of got to know. <laughs> Moving on to the next game, we got Eastern Michigan taking on Liberty. Yeah, this is the Lending Tree Bowl, so we're still on Saturday, second day of bowl games. Fantastic bowl slate, by the way. Mm-hmm. Liberty, 
they're kind of a new program. They're coming into the FBS just, uh, I think it was five years ago. And Eastern Michigan is one of the classic Mac powerhouses. They're known for their gray turf, which I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. doesn't yeah. look that great on, you know, the third, fourth tier cameras, though, that we yeah. get on Tuesday nights. Yeah. You know, Liberty, like you said, is a new program. They have Malik Willis. Everyone was talking up Malik Willis like he was going to be a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Like he was going to be the next big thing. Like he was going to be the next, I don't know, Johnny Manziel or something like that. He has sucked it up the entire year. <laughs> Liberty has been a disappointing team all year. Eastern Michigan, just because they're in the MAC, that's fun. This is going to be an interesting game of two teams that have very, very much gone under the expectations for them this year. Totally agree. They're both set. Oh, oh. Okay. Next up. Okay, I love this bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Now we got Oregon State taking on Utah State. Utah State is riding high because they just blew the freaking doors off of San Diego State. <laughs> yeah. San Diego State had like I think it was like fourteen of their twenty two starters out with COVID. So like it was a rough game for San Diego State. Oregon State's played at times it looked like the first second best team in the Pac-12. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Oregon be Oregon State Beavers just munched a hole right through those Aggie cows. Ooh. See, now that you're bringing up like old westerns, this is a classic matchup. You got the Beavers, and then you got like the agriculturals, you know, kind of like trappers. Yeah. They're trying to trap the Beavers. Mm. This is kind of an interesting it's like a grudge match. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Do you think Oregon State can chew through them, or do you think the Aggies are just going to curb stomp the Beavers? I don't know, but I will guarantee you fireworks in this bowl game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a high-flying scoring. Oh, on the- <clears throat> Next up on the docket, we got the New Orleans Bowl, which the University of Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns will be taking on. The Thundering Herd from Marshall. Now, when I first saw this, I was very disappointed because UL... 12-1, their only losses to Texas at the very beginning of the year. 12 straight wins. That's incredible. 12 straight and a conference championship. And they're ranked 23rd, which, disrespect. Plus, they got to play Marshall. Why are we not giving them a shot at Texas A&M or Arkansas or Kentucky or Iowa, right? Yeah, I mean, they've had an incredible season. They deserve another shot. Like, of course, they lost to Texas. But Texas, like, you know, they had the preseason hype. They were riding high, you know. And it was at Robinson Texas. Was, you know, Marshall, like, their quarterback just got hurt. Give University of Louisiana Lafayette a challenge. Because, I mean, you got to throw them a bone, man. Throw the G5 a bone. Really? Yeah. I think this is going to be much like the BYU game. Louisiana is going to curb stomp Marshall. It's going to be bad. One counterpoint. We are Marshall. The movie is good. All right. You heard it here first. Maybe not first. (laughs) All right. Next up, we got the Myrtle Beach Bowl played on the horrendous teal turf of the clears. <laughs> this one is coming to you Monday morning. Tulsa versus Old Dominion. Now, Old Dominion, interesting nugget about them. They are tied for first in the nation in blocked kicks. They have six <laughs> blocked kicks on the year. That's one every other game. And guess when they did not get one? When? Last game. So you know what that means? This game, <laughs> it's time for a blocked kick. If there is a a prop bet out there for Old Dominion blocking a kick in this game, throw all your cheeses on it because I guarantee it's happening. Yes, I, I'm a 100% with you. This is what I have to say about this bull game. Old Dominion, they're going to block a kick. It's not going to matter as far as the game winner, but it will matter part of the spread. Mm-hmm. They're going to block a kick that would have put Tulsa up 10 to cover the spread. So watch out for that. 
I think Tulsa is a good team. I think they can really move the ball. Um, oh, okay, oh, never mind. Okay. Uh, I guess you'll never know what I, my true thoughts on that. Let's move on to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Ooh. The butt of every BYU joke every <laughs> single year, where we got the Kent State Golden Plashes. Another exciting MAC team taking on the Wyoming Cowboys. Now, I really love this game. This one's going to be on the 21st, Tuesday, 1.30. Kent State coming out of the MAC, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Golden Flashes, I mean, come on. That's a dope the, mascot. That just come screams on. points at you, right? Yeah, come on. And then you got Wyoming, who is a 6-6 six and six team, been completely up and down. They lose to some crap teams, and then they go out and blow the doors off of Utah State. But they also lost to Hawaii and Boise State and San Jose State. So I don't really know what to think of them. Speaking of crap, my counterpoint to Wyoming being good is their logo literally looks like somebody peed and pooped in the same toilet and just took a picture of it. That is their logo. I unfortunately agree. <laughs> Those are some ugly colors. Well, Kent State's got these beautiful colors, a high-flying offense. They've been more consistent all year. And plus, Maction. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Okay, this next bowl game coming to you 5.30 primetime ESPN on Tuesday 21st. Fantastic. We got the Tropical Smoothie Frisco Bowl, San Diego State, taking on UTSA and the Roadrunners. Now, this is a beautiful game. I like The fact that this is on Tuesday, December 21st at 5.30 p.m., that's kind of whack. But, I mean, it's, I, I get to watch this game, and it's going to be beautiful. I would love nothing more than to watch San Diego State play UTSA. UTSA, who's a powerful team with Sincere McCormick taking on the San Diego State run defense and their run offense. What's not to love? I don't know. It is going to be so fun to watch. My one gripe with this game is both of these teams should be playing P5 teams, and I guarantee you that they're playing each other because the P5 is scared to play both of these teams because both of these teams would beat a second or or, or a third or even second tier P5 team. Yeah, both of these teams are frisky. UTSA, man, they can freaking play. Conference USA champions and conference... Oh, okay. Yep, moving on. (laughs) Uh, In the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, we have Mizzou taking on Army. Now, this is interesting. Army technically isn't a G5, but they kind of count as a G5. Yeah, G5. We'll call them G5. They're independent. Right, right. Because BYU definitely above the G5, but Army kind of fits in that range. So I like that they're taking on Missouri. Can we shout out Missouri for making a bowl game for a second? Let's clap it up for them. You go, Missouri. Honestly, I think Army, like, nobody wants to play a service academy, especially in bowl season. So I think Army is going to be the only team that really shows up for this one. I have three things to say. Because it's a service academy, take the under. Mm. Army choked to Navy again. So keep that on your mind. The over-under is 58. (laughs) Absolutely take the under. Take the freaking under in this game. And last but not least, Army sucks. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) They were scared to play BYU last year. Yep. Okay. Uh, We have another Frisco. This is the bowl game that they kind of made up so the teams could play each other and then make a bowl game. That's great. Kind of fun. We got Miami, Ohio, Thursday, 130 against North Texas. Now, if we were going to sit here and... Like, I pretend like we're experts on Miami, Ohio, and the University of North Texas. We would be absolute liars. But here's my take. University of North Texas, while they haven't played great all year, became bowl eligible because they blew the doors off of UTSA and destroyed their undefeated season. Keep that in mind, but also keep in mind, Miami, Ohio, well, you know, the alum place of Big Ben, is in the MAC. Yeah. Always got to keep that 
in your thoughts. Now, the over-under is 54 here. However, mm. both teams average over 425 yards of total offense and are averaging giving up over 370 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. So there may not be a lot of points scored, but there are going to be... Alrighty. You'll never know. <laughs> Next up, we got the Gasparilla Bowl Union Home Mortgage, where we got the Florida Gators. Who let them into a bowl game? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Taking on Gus Malzahn and the UCF Knights. This is one of my favorite bowl matchups because <laughs> you have UCF, who's trending upwards, Florida, who is trending downwards harder than the GDP of that one country you were telling me about <laughs> earlier. UCF wants to prove they are the best team in Florida, and they can prove it with this win right here. What has UCF been saying for so long? We're the best team in Florida. Now they have a chance to prove it. Yes! They have a chance to prove it against a Florida team that just does not care. I, I don't know if the new if Billy Napier is going to coach. I, I doubt, doubt it. it. He, he can't like install a whole new system. Right. Florida might show up because they want to curb stomp UCF. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but you, this game's already sold out, so that's a big... That's awesome. That's kind of huge for bowl season. Bowl games don't sell out very frequently unless they're New Year's Six Bowls. Perfect timing. All right, next we got the Hawaii Bowl. Now, let me just say, I love the Hawaii Bowl, and it's kind of nostalgic for me, apart from the 2019 BYU game. We don't mention that (laughs) on the podcast. But uh, Hawaii Bowl is always on at my family's Christmas party that we do Christmas Eve night. We always watch the Hawaii Bowl, right? We got Hawaii and Memphis, two teams that suck, but two teams (laughs) that can put up absolute pointages. (laughs) I don't know what to say. At the beginning of the year, I talked about Hawaii. When, you know, when we were doing our week zero matchups, Hawaii versus UCLA. <laughs> and I said, Hawaii's a team that can score so much. And I think they scored like three points in that game. Yeah. They were absolutely awful. Memphis, you know, the brawl comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what's going to happen in this game. If there's an under, I would take it. Put all my cheeses <laughs> on it. So this is interesting. The uh, ESPN's FPI gives Hawaii a 55.6% chance to win. However, Vegas has Memphis by 7.5. Now that's interesting. Hawaii's got the home field advantage. That's very true. And some home field advantage that is. Yeah, you know the Hawaiians. Moving on. Up next, we have a very, very incredible matchup (laughs) where we got Georgia Southern taking on Ball State. Now, this one... (laughs) This one is fantastic. This is Christmas Day. This is an extra just little Christmas present that bowl season has given us. You, you got Ball State and Georgia State, man. I mean, this is amazing. Sorry, I said Georgia Southern earlier. It is Georgia State. Imagine being a player. I mean, like, am I going to opt out of a bowl game or not? And they tell you, you have to play at 1230 Mountain on Christmas Day. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't get to be with your family. You get to play Ball State. They're, they're doing it for us. They do it for us. This, these are America's teams right here. I want everybody to watch this game, cheer for them, make sure that Ball State, action team, knows what's up. Yeah, I really am in love with this game. Both of these teams are just like those weird, frisky, middle-of-the-pack G5 teams that somehow make a bowl game, and they put them in together. What more could you ask for on Christmas Day? I guess you can ask for a December 27th matchup, the Quick Lane Bowl, where the Western Michigan Broncos are going to take on the Nevada Wolfpack. Now, Nevada has their quarterback, Carson Strong. He is very good. Yep. I, his team may not be as good as he is, but he can sling the ball. Mm-hmm. Western Michigan, they've kind of been just like a little, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're 7-5. and five. They didn't really do much in the whack. So I'm kind of leading Nevada in this one. <laughs> Counterpoint, Western Michigan is in the MAC. 
Action, <laughs> Period. No, honestly, Nevada is a pretty good team. The Mountain West was a solid conference this year. Mountain West had, I think it was, maybe was it one or two first-team All-Americans? That's pretty That's amazing. really impressive. So Nevada is a really good team. Western Michigan has been up and down all year. It's a question of which one are we going to get, a Western Michigan up or a Western Michigan down? Vegas thinks it's going to be Western Michigan up. They are favored. Okay, this is really interesting um, because Vegas has – Western Michigan. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess you'll never know. You'll have to look <laughs> it up on your own. Let us know in the no, let us know in the comments of our Instagram. So this one, the Military Bowl, Monday, December twenty seventh, twelve thirty. This one is really good, actually. I like this. Eastern Carolina and Boston College. How did Eastern Carolina end up being the one that got to take on a Power Five opponent? That is the question on my mind. <laughs> Boston College. Jakovic is back. He's saying he's going to come back for another year. I do not see him opting out of this game. It's awesome. With Jakovic at the QB position. Boston College is an unstoppable force. I like this. I like. I think East Carolina. I like you said. I don't know why they got to play this, but Boston College is the one team that I could see him beating. Even though Djokovic is going to be playing, we assume. Yeah. I think East Carolina has been really frisky. They might have something to say about that. I. This is just one of those to keep your eye on. It might not be as easy to pick as you might think. Two things about Eastern Carolina. Dope mascot. Oh yes. And I lost in the national championship to USC with them my first year of coaching NCAA 13. Next up, we got the Birmingham Bowl. Some very in-depth analysis on that last <laughs> one. Where we got Houston, another G5 team, able to take on the P5 Auburn Tigers. No, I like this. I like that Houston gets to play a P5 team. I just wish it was not 6-6 six and six Auburn and it was like, you know, 9-3 and three Kentucky. Yeah, especially because now we got Bo Nix transferring. Yeah. So Auburn, like, I think they have, I forget who the backup quarterback is, but he's, like, not great, and he's not as fun as Bo Nix is. Bo Nix is just fun. <laughs> Houston is an incredible team. I think they won 11 straight, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. then took a loss to Cincinnati. Although two of their wins were, like, on last-second kick sixes or whatever, yeah, kick returns. Houston had, like, these weird, weird games. But that uh, may, that's good for bowl season. That's good for bowl that's season. That's great. I want to see season. some crazy stuff happen in this Birmingham Bowl. I think that'll make it a whole whole lot more fun. And I love that this is in the 10 a.m. time slot because this year we've seen that the 10 a.m. time slot. Next up, we got the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl where the Air Force Millennium Falcons are taking on the Louisville Cardinals. Now, this is kind of an interesting matchup. Is Louisville P5? I think technically they're in the ACC, right? Is the ACC a P5, though? I Honestly, I don't know. Okay, but this is my favorite thing. <laughs> 2019, Air Force is playing, I think it's Washington State or something in a bowl game, and they're just beating the crap out of them. Like, the time <laughs> of possession was like 30 minutes to 5 minutes. And the Air Force guys shows them in the huddle, they look over to the sideline, they get the call, and they all start laughing, and they go down, <laughs> and they just ran the ball for like 100 plays on Washington State and just beat them by 40. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen in this bowl game. Man, service academies are so funny. And for a team like Air Force, you'd expect them to run an air raid offense. They absolutely do not. (laughs) They run the triple option to perfection, man. They were so competitive in the Mountain West this year. They were. They almost made it to the Mountain West Championship. If they would have beaten Utah State, which they lost by three in a weird... Alrighty, so our next one is the Liberty Bowl. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Gotta love the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. 445. AutoZone. AutoZone. Exactly. Texas Tech, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, we all know who they are. We all know Mike Leach is an absolute just clown. He's hilarious. Yep, shout him out. Now, 
Texas Tech, what do we know about them? The only thing I want to know is how in the world are they bowl eligible? Texas Tech is one of those teams that you think, oh, they're bad. Like, Texas Tech, is that a G5 team? Are they in the MAC or something? Are, are, no, they're not even good enough for the MAC. Are they in, like, I don't know, the, <laughs> the Sun Belt? Or the, yeah, the ACC, the terrible conference or something? So I thought they were 3-9. and nine. Apparently, they're 6-6 six and six and bowl eligible. Who knows? I don't know why. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Mississippi State's favored by 8.5. Over-under is 59.5. Mm. Texas Tech's defense is horrible. Go with the Bulldogs on this one. ATS, baby. Mike Leach's air raid offense is good. Oh, okay. Moving on. Next up, we got a very interesting game. We got the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, where North Carolina State will be taking on the UCLA Bruins. Now, I love this matchup, and I hate this matchup. Mm -hmm. I love it because you're pitting the two worst conferences in the whole country against each other. Pac-12 and the ACC. Pac-10 and the ACC. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But also, NC State's ranked. They're like, what are they, number 19, I think? 18. Yeah, no, NC State had a great year. Yeah. Shout out to them. Why aren't they playing San Diego State, who's ranked in the Holiday Bowl, right? Why are they playing a, a bleh, UCLA team instead of a ranked G5 team? But, like I've said a hundred million times, it's not up to us. Man, you just gotta love that sissy blue. That <laughs> sissy blue that took down Coach O and apparently sent him off to who knows where. <laughs> you know, NC State's been a weird team. They just got good out of nowhere. UCLA also good out of nowhere. I th- I don't know if DTR is going to play in this game, but if he does, I want to see him excel. NC State's got a pretty good quarterback, too. I, I don't know what to do. if th- These are two offenses that will score. Oh. Okay. Next up, we have the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Now, some thought that BYU might end up in this bowl. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up that way. And we're getting an interesting matchup, actually, West Virginia and Minnesota. See, Minnesota is one of these weird teams where they played Ohio State really closely. Mm-hmm. And then they lost to Bowling Green. That is the absolute head scratcher. <laughs> what is going on with Minnesota? I have absolutely no clue. West Virginia is another one of those teams where we weren't sure that West Virginia was even going to be bowl eligible by the end of the year. But they are. This is going to be a game full of running attack, running attack, running attack, and some more running attack. Yeah. It's going to be a slow game. Yep. And honestly, I don't really know what to think of this game. Both of these teams are kind of those teams that you forget about because they're like kind of in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm personally leaning towards Minnesota, but my inner self wants to root for the Big 12 because we're going to be going to the Big 12. We want them to look strong, right? That's true. West Virginia is going to be in the Big 12 with us. Oh, Okay, moving on to the next game. We got a very interesting matchup. We got the Broncos Virginia Cavaliers taking on the SMU Mustangs. Now, this is actually a fantastic matchup. Virginia has one of the top three, top five passing offenses in the whole country. With Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong. He will be playing for all yes. that we know, right? Yes, he will be playing. And SMU, they did really, really well. If it weren't for a weird kick return against Houston, they would probably have been playing in the conference or in the a the athletic the the AAC championship game against Cincy. See, this is going to be a weird game because both of these teams lost their coaches. SMU left, or sorry, Sunny uh, Dykes. Dykes left to Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken. TCU. Sorry, TCU. You mm-hmm. are right. Where Bronco Mendenhall retired out of nowhere because he got a prompting to, apparently, according to him, <laughs> and now has Clemson's offensive coordinator, which I'm sorry, why in the heck would you take Clemson's <laughs> offensive coordinator? Clemson's <laughs> offense sucked. It was so bad Carried this year. by Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, who probably called audibles every play. 
<laughs> Next full game is the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. New Era Church's Magazine. Make sure you check it out. Oh, yeah. That Virginia must be sponsored Tech by that. versus Maryland. Okay, now this game really is interesting. Maryland is literally one of those teams where one game they can put up 100 million points. And then the next game, they could throw eight interceptions and lose by 50. Mm-hmm. They got Tua Tagovailoa's uh, little brother. Yeah. And honestly, his little brother, everybody's saying he's not as good as Tua. No, he's the exact same as Tua. He's just not playing on Alabama. Okay? Tua is one of the most overrated quarterbacks ever, ever in college football. Virginia Tech, they're feisty. They can put a stop to Maryland's passing attack. Yeah, you know... Virginia Tech is one of those teams where I've been hearing nothing but negative things about them the entire year. With Justin Fuente at the helm, mm-hmm. got fired, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They brought in Pry. I believe they brought in Pry. I think so. The weird, the the Penn State defensive coordinator, right? Yes, exactly. Brought yeah. Pry. So they bring him in. Virginia Tech's toxic. <clears throat> Next up, we got two of the most overrated teams yes. in the history of college football. We got the Clemson Tigers taking on Iowa State in the Royal Strong and True podcast sponsored Cheese It Bowl. Heck yes. <laughs> I love this game. Okay. Now, mostly, like, usually when you look at a game and there's two teams that you hate, you're like, oh, I'm never going to watch that game. I hate both of those teams. Why would I ever watch this? No, this is one of those teams, those games, where you're like, okay, I hate both of these teams. I'm just going to cheer for absolute chaos. Yep. (laughs) Clemson has absolutely no offense. DJ Ukulele is one of the worst quarterbacks of all time at the collegiate level. Iowa State's got Brees Hall, and that's it. Oh, and uh, Brock the Rock Purdy. Brock the Rock Purdy, who's either going to throw for two interceptions or one touchdown one and touchdown. 117 yards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matt Camp. Oh, okay. I Darn can't, I can't go to Iowa State anymore. Next, we have the Alamo Bowl, the Valero Alamo Bowl, where both of these teams are going to get a handsome payout for <laughs> sucking. We got Oregon playing Oklahoma. <laughs> these two teams. This is this matchup is hilarious. Both of these teams head coachless, right? Mm-hmm. Well, technically, right? As of now. Yeah. You know, they're both like just farted away the rest of their the end of their season playing in the Alamo Bowl. The Alamo Bowl has a rich history of just like absolutely wacky, crazy, exciting games. I have no idea what to expect in this one. I have absolutely no clue either. Oregon just lost their coach. They have Anthony Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's like probably not good enough to play quarterback at the Power 5 level, or- but somehow is still there at Oregon. And we got Oklahoma, where we got Caleb Williams, who at the beginning looks like a Dark Horse Heisman candidate, and then looks like he would be the backup at Old Dominion. Like, I, this is going to be a very interesting game. Oh, oh there uh, we go. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. All Moving right. on to the next game. Now, this game... This is actually a decent matchup. I really like this one. Duke's Mayo Bowl. It's at 9.30 a.m. on <laughs> December 30th. Yeah, baby. Those, you wake up and just sit on the couch with a Mountain Dew for breakfast. This is that <laughs> kind of game. You got Sam Howlwise Gamgee with, with, in UNC taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks who are somehow eligible. Yeah, honestly... I don't know how South Carolina is bowl eligible. They just landed Spencer Rattler in the transfer <laughs> portal. Who the heck thought that was going to happen? We all thought Spencer Rattler was going to the Pac-12. You know, maybe our boy Zeb balled out. If you listened to the very first couple episodes of this podcast, you know our like love for Zeb. Sam Howell has been 
kind of cruddy all year. But remember, we do have the conspiracy theory on this podcast mm. that he tanked on purpose in order to get drafted to a better team and not have to play for the Jaguars. Yeah, because, I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence. Look at Justin Fields. Look at uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, okay. Don't look at Zach Wilson. <laughs> Next up, we got the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, where the Tennessee Volunteers will be taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. Okay, I, this is another one of those matchups that just makes me salivate. Like, drool is dripping down my face right now. Because Tennessee, one of the greatest offenses in the SEC this year, honestly. Like, yeah. their team sucked, but they had a great offense. And they had those sick blackout uniforms. Yep. And then Purdue, who also has a very good passing offense. The Giant Killers. Yeah! Purdue just randomly beat... Iowa. Then who else did they beat? They beat. Uh, they beat Michigan they State. They beat Michigan State. The, just the random like top five giant killers yeah. that somehow ended up like what? I think they're seven and five. Uh, I don't know. Seven and five, six and six. Don't fact check me on that. Eight and four. Oh, eight and four somehow. <laughs> Even better. Honestly, Purdue. It's it's kind of a wacky team. My take on this is that Tennessee isn't a good enough like top five team in order for <laughs> Purdue to show up and actually win this game. That's very interesting play. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> now, ah. Uh, Darn, I had a really good point on that one. Ooh, our first NY6 game. All right, this is on Thursday, December 30th. I don't know how I feel about them playing a New Year's Six Bowl, not on New Year's, but whatever. We're going to the Peach Bowl, where BYU should be, Mm -hmm. but we got Michigan State and Pitt. I'm disgusted seeing these two teams in there. Kenny Pickett, he's fun. Fake slide. Got a whole like rule named after him, the no fake slide rule. That's pretty amazing. It will live in infamy forever as one of my favorite plays. Michigan State's overrated. Kenneth Walker III, overrated. I hope Pitt blows the doors off of Michigan State. Yep, me too. Uh, I usually will cheer for the Big Ten in games like this, but I'm sorry, Michigan State. You do not deserve to be there. If you go into Columbus and you get your booty kicked by 50, I, no, you do not deserve to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. I'm sorry. Nope, that should be in the Idaho Potato Bowl with 60-mile-an-hour wins. Yep. Oh, yeah, right? Playing playing some SEC team. Yeah. But Kenny Pickett's going to light this one up. He really is. If C.J. Stroud... Next up on the docket, we got the Las Vegas Bowl, which is going to be a lot of fun. Wisconsin taking on the Arizona State Herm Edwards. I mean, Sun Devils. <laughs> I This is another one. There's so many good bowl games. I love this one. Two underwhelming middle, you know, like... Arizona State was picked to win the Pac-12 South this year. Wisconsin was picked to pick, win the Big Ten West. Neither of them did it. Going to Las Vegas Bowl, playing 830. It's going to be great. You never know what you're going to get with either of these teams. <laughs> Is Graham Mertz going to throw for seven interceptions or seven touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Is Jaden Daniels going to throw for seven touchdowns? Or is Arizona State going to rack up 700 penalty yards? Probably You both. never know. <laughs> what if both happen? That would be incredible. Could you imagine? That would be the most amazing, most terrible to watch bowl game <laughs> ever. And honestly, the Las Vegas Bowl has a tradition of being absolutely wacky and weird. Like when we turn the ball over five times in like a matter of three minutes. <laughs> like Went down 35 to zero in 10 minutes. Yeah, in like the first quarter. Like, oh. <laughs> all right, this bowl, this is all right. This is a good bowl. We got the Gator Bowl, another 9 a.m. game, Friday morning, December 31st. It's another great one. Wake Forest and Texas A&M. I love this matchup. I think this is awesome. Uh, Texas A&M's quarterback, Calzada, just entered the transfer portal. Holy so that crap. is very interesting. Another one. Wake Forest does have a good offense. A very, mm-hmm. very good offense. Texas A&M beat Bama, but then lost some stupid games down the stretch. This is going to be a fun one to watch. 
it really is. I really want to know how Wake Forest shows up because they really they showed up for like two and a half quarters against Pitt, but then all of a sudden they just fell uh fell asleep. They fell yeah, fell asleep. Fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah. fine. Sure, it's good English. Uh, they fell asleep against Pitt, and their quarterback. You know what's his name? Can't remember. But he threw two picks like right in a row in that mm-hmm. game. So I want to know if Wake Forest is coming out with fire or with just a little bit of depressedness. Yeah, honestly, I have no clue. I, where are both of these teams? Oh, <clears throat> next up we got Tony the Tiger again. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Yeah, the Frosted Flakes Tiger Sun Bowl, where Washington State is going to be taking on Miami. <laughs> what a game! What the heck? <laughs> this is one of the beautiful games in bowl season. Washington State versus Miami. <laughs> now, this is going to be one heck of a matchup. Miami has just been the like one of the most all over the place teams in all of college football this year. Fired their head coach. They're taking a Mario Crystal Ball, mm-hmm. and then you got Washington State over here who lost their head coach and got better. Yeah, and what's it, Jaden Delora? He's playing well. And Miami, their quarterback, is playing well. (laughs) Like, both of these teams are playing well coming into the bowl game. Who would have thunk? These are normally teams that go, like, four and two in their non-con and then go two and four the rest of the year. (laughs) It's been the exact opposite. I have absolutely no clue what to think. All right. Next up, we have the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. I do not know where you're going to watch this bowl game. YouTube, maybe? Central Michigan, Boise State. I think Barstool has its own channel, and it's on Fubo TV, if I'm not mistaken. So no one's going to watch this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Central Michigan, the Chippewas, are taking on Boise State. Honestly, this doesn't sound super, like, fireworksy, given how Boise State's been playing this year. Mm-hmm. Central Michigan has been an odd team in the max. Sometimes they score a ton. Sometimes they get scored on a ton. This is just a weird game. It really is. And can I just please ask somebody, why on earth is this playing being played on New Year's Eve? Can we please move this to take BYU's slot and BYU can move over and play on New Year's? Yeah, seriously, both of these teams have underperformed the entire year. Central Michigan's kind of reached its expectations. But <laughs> Boise State has grossly underperformed the entire year, except for one game in particular that I won't mention. All right, our first playoff game. This one just makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. It's a Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic that Justin attended last year, by the way. I did. I'll we'll be attending this year. It's very expensive. <laughs> Alabama will be taking on the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Down with the tide. Down, Down with, with the, the tide. tide. Down with, with the tide. tide. I hope the, like, the committee obviously put Cincinnati at four just so they could get the doors blown off of them by Alabama. I hope Cincinnati grabs a ball of monkey poop and shoves it right in Gary Barta's face by blowing out the Crimson Tide. Sorry, Mark, not sorry. <laughs> I, I was literally just about to say that. Sorry, not sorry, Mark. <laughs> we want Alabama to lose. This is no question who both of us and all of Cougar Nation are going to be picking in this one. Cincinnati all the way. I hope the Crimson Tide just drowns in its own waters. I hope it's a riptide and it pulls itself down under. I want the Bearcats to tear <laughs> Alabama apart. <laughs> All right, next one. This actually, I, I like this matchup. This next one. It's Capital One Orange Bowl. It's New Year's Eve, Michigan and Georgia. Now, Michigan is looking hot, but Michigan's offense is largely one-dimensional with a very good run game. What's Georgia's strength? It's run defense. Mm-hmm. 
Now, that is, it's basically like when you take Thor and put him in a ring versus Hulk. And they should put that in a movie. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. It's almost like we made a meme out of that. <laughs> but really, it's strength on strength here. You know, you got the strongest, uh, like, most physical run offense versus the most strongest physical run defense in Georgia. Yep. I mean, what does the meme go? This is the year. They're having fun. They're running the ball well. Is I would love to see Michigan-Cincinnati in the national championship game. Now, yeah, let me say, as an Ohio State fan, I will be cheering wholeheartedly for Michigan to go to the national championship and lose to Cincinnati. Kirby Smart, just one of the most, like, biggest chokers of all time. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, this one is another one that I just dearly love, this bowl game. <laughs> it's 10 a.m., on New Year's Day, nobody's awake at this time because you stayed up all night partying, but somehow you managed to watch through your eyelids the Outback Bowl. This time, we got Penn State and Arkansas. Yes, sir! We got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Honestly, I have no clue what's going to happen in this game. Arkansas started out so hot, they were like 6-0, and <laughs> and then they lost like five straight games. <laughs> Penn State, they got James Franklin, who just got massively overpaid for underperforming every year. Yep. Man, this is a beautiful bowl matchup. It really is. It And they're two really well-matched teams. Like, mm-hmm. again, this is kind of a strength on strength. You know, Penn State has pretty decent offense. Arkansas has a pretty decent defense. I, I don't know what to think. I think this is a classic, like, old-time matchup, too. Like, Penn State and Arkansas. You just think of, like, old hillbillies and Joe Pa. Next up, we have a beautiful, and I mean beautiful game, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, where Notre Dame is taking on Oklahoma State. This is another game where I just, like, scratch my head. Why is Notre Dame in a New Year's Six Bowl again? Come on. I will say, 11-1, and one, only lost to Cincinnati, playoff team. That's true. And if BYU had gone 11-1 and one this year, we would be there. Yep, we absolutely would. We would be there in place of Michigan State. Now, Oklahoma State is very interesting. Their two losses came by half a yard, mm-hmm. each one. Yep. Right? They were two inches away in the in the championship game against Baylor. Biggest, and, biggest disaster I've ever seen. That was fun game to watch, though. Yeah, but gross. But it was gross. And then the Iowa State game, where the guy was clearly across the line, but the refs marked him short of the line to gain on fourth and short. Yep. Honestly, this is going to be a weird game. Notre Dame, who are they starting? Pine Cone? Cone Pine? <laughs> pine Cone? Oklahoma State? Is Spencer Sanders going to throw six interceptions? Who knows? <laughs> Next up, we got another fun game. The Verbo Citrus Bowl, where the Iowa Hawkeyes, frauds, are taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. Okay. I have to make myself very clear with this one. First off, the Kentucky logo is literally the Houston logo. But it's a K instead of an H. Did you notice that? It's yep. Very similar. Exact same thing. I am usually an anti-SEC guy. I will never root for the SEC in any bowl game. However, with Gary Barda's head in my mind always laughing at me like the Grinch on Christmas, <laughs> I will be a full-blown Kentucky fan in this game. I want Iowa to get their noses blown out. Honestly, Kentucky football, if they're good, that just sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Man, I, the blue and white checkers are amazing. We have been honest about our feelings on Iowa all year. Frauds, frauds, frauds. I think Kentucky's going to blow the doors off these losers. Yep, and I still don't understand how Iowa can lose by 50 to Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game. 
Moving on, we got a very disgusting Rose Bowl game, depending on how you want to look at it, where we have Ohio State, the Buckeyes, who are on a down here, taking on the Scroots. Okay. This game makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Yep. As a BYU fan and an Ohio State fan, I do not know what I'm going to do if Utah wins this game. But in all honesty, I think Utah's going to win, just because that's how, that's how it is, being a BYU fan. Oh, man, that just gave me pain. Like, pain just shot through my heart. Um, I think it would be hilarious. Utah is bragging, we got, we won the Pac-12. We got to a Rose Bowl. I think it would be hilarious if the one time they did it, they got blown the frick out by Ohio State, like 42 to 14. Ohio State has a prolific passing offense that Utah has not had to face all year. Their strength is their line of scrimmage. Ohio State doesn't need to run the ball. I think that's a very interesting matchup. Yeah, people say that Utah looks a lot like Michigan, and so they're going to be able to do the same things to Ohio State. That <laughs> Next up, we got Baylor taking on Ole Miss in the All-State Sugar Bowl. All right, this actually its kind of an interesting matchup. You know, we got Lane Kiffin, we got Dave Aranda, two head coaches that are really, really on the up-and-up, playing in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, Dave Aranda, he's a very good coach. Lane Kiffin? Also a very good coach. A video just surfaced of him like rapping in a car saying like, what's up? Or, like with like in the car of a recruit. Lincoln is just a cool guy. <laughs> like I think they were listening to Lil Uzi Vert or something like that. Nice. It was amazing. This is going to be a weird game. Uh, you know, you got Ole Miss and their high powered offense. Baylor's offense that is hit or miss. What are we going to see? I don't know. Baylor didn't score for the rest of like three quarters in the Big 12 championship game still won. So uh, kind of grimesy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very grimes-esque. Yeah. It's really gonna be strength on strength again here. The offense versus Baylor's defense. It's gonna be exciting. Also, uniform matchup. If Ole Miss wears their powder blues, Baylor dives deep into those color combos. The mustard bottles. <laughs> Last but not least, we have the Tax Axe Texas Bowl. January 4th, when everyone's kind of forgotten that bowl season is actually still going on. We got the LSU Tigers taking on the Kansas State Wildcats. This one is a head scratcher for me. Why are we playing four days after New Year's and why is it LSU Kansas State? No clue. LSU just fired at Ogeron. They have Brian Kelly now. Kansas State. Who knew they were bowl eligible? I again <laughs> Kansas State fans probably didn't even know that they were bowl eligible. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know, LSU's quarterback, uh, Max Johnson, even though I think he sucks, everyone thinks he's good enter the transfer portal <laughs> lsu's kind of just in shambles right now this game honestly this game's gonna be just strange it it really will be like will i even be watching this game you know i'll probably like turn on notifications for it and if it gets close like if i get the close game notification of course i'll turn it on right. this is just one of those weird games where you're like okay it's time to move on the college basketball season Alrighty, there you have it i hope you enjoyed that uh rapid fire session of all 42 bulls because <laughs> we sure did we enjoyed it that was fun yeah that was a lot of fun all right and that w that will conclude our episode as well but before we move into our outro we want to encourage you one more time to join our capital one bowl mania group royal strong and true there is a link in our instagram bio where you can join at loyal to royal pod make sure you follow us there make sure you follow us on twitter make sure you check out our website as well which, you know, we're in the middle of rebranding <laughs> our website, but it's... We'll let boring. you know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, as soon as we get it rebranded, we'll let you know. Thank you for listening to this episode. We just hit over 2,000 downloads. We never expected this podcast to get that big. It's honestly amazing that you guys have shown the support to us. Please continue to show that support. 
by leaving reviews, downloading, and sharing these episodes with your friends and family. Yep. I couldn't say anything more. Amen. We love you guys, and we can't wait to boo with you one more time. <laughs> There's the timer. <laughs> one more time. time to go. Oh, oh.